So where do Agile contracts and Agile programs go wrong? Well, stick around and that's what we're going to talk about. But first, good evening, Agile acquisition enthusiasts. Welcome back to the Underground Digital Tiki Bar. It's Friday night, and that means it's time for another episode. So cheers. All right. So over the years, a lot of adoption for Agile acquisition and Agile programs has really swept up across the federal government. And that's great to see. I remember early on when I started talking about these things, it was sort of kind of like the wild idea in the back corner. But now, it, you know, you see it everywhere. There's lots of panels and discussions. There's entire conferences set up to talk about agile development, agile acquisitions and adoption. And that, that's wonderful. Um, but agile alone doesn't make everything perfect. You still have lots of challenges and you have to work hard. I often say it's not that Agile is less work. In some ways, it's maybe more or at least the same amount. It's just the work you're doing is very easy to measure and understand that there's value or if there's not value to change it. So there's a lot of activity and effort that has to go in to make an Agile program go well. But sometimes it doesn't. And what are some of the causes that can make an Agile program fail? Um, one is leadership, right? You have to really empower someone on the government side uh, to be a product owner, to, to make technical decisions at their level and be able to move the project forward. So empowering a leader is a big part of that. And oftentimes you'll see agencies or government uh, organizations that are trying to implement Agile for the first time will take people that are maybe program managers, probably excellent program managers, and just sort of make them product owners. And those are two very different skill sets. So having the right people with the right skill sets is really important to making an Agile program successful. Additionally, uh, you have to make sure that no matter how you structure an Agile program, whether it's fixed price per iteration, or uh, whether it's time and material, or even if it's cost reimbursable, uh, there's all sorts of ways you can do it. And I have thoughts and other videos that talk about uh, different approaches and, and the pros and cons. But regardless of how you do it, the most important thing is a trusting relationship between the government and the contractor. Um, because part of Agile contracts is the sort of undefined scope or the undefined uh, delivery of the requirements. So you need to have a way to frame it and then to measure it. Um, but you also have to have that sort of understanding and trust to be able to deal with situations because um, you know, if you were to set up fixed price per iteration, for example, um, there's going to be situations where the capacity is not equal to the velocity and there could be all sorts of reasons, whether it's the contractor's fault or the government's fault. And how you deal with that really can set up how the rest of the contract goes. So if, if the contractor doesn't deliver 100% of the velocity, um, you know, under a fixed price per iteration, some contracting officers or program product owners might choose to take a path to say, well, you know, it's a fixed price. This is what you said you were going to do. You didn't do it. And so now you owe me or I'm not going to pay you. Um, and even if that makes you feel like you're doing the right thing, what you're ultimately going to do is in incentivize the contractor when you're evaluating future stories to be more conservative because, you know, you, you slap them across the, uh, the wrist or the back of the hand and, you know, they want to make sure that they're protecting themselves. So when they're looking at a, a user story, they might build in a little bit of cushion. Um, and ultimately what that's going to mean for the government is you're going to start doing the opposite, right? You're going to start being a little bit more stringent. And now you've just kind of created this sort of uh, unnecessary tension between the two groups. Because remember, the true purpose of agile development is to deliver value to the end user as soon as possible. So I always like to think of um, each iteration as the deliver, delivery of functional 
product um, and I measure quality, not quantity, I wanna be much more interested in is what I'm getting working is the end user happy how much i'm getting i'm less concerned about because we can decide over the course of the contract how to deal with that whether we continue with this vendor whether we look for another vendor over time um, and that's the incentive for the vendor to do their best work and keep their a team so really the biggest risk i see so sometimes you'll even see contracts set up for um, literally capacity based contracts so like each story point uh, is worth a fixed amount and so each iteration is a collection of story points and again this is sort of rife with opportunity for tension and really what what you need to get to and you could argue also for time and material um, the vendor might be incentivized to take more time and the government incentivized to allow less time and really all of this does is, is create unnecessary conflict when what you really need to do is is focus on delivering value so what i recommend is use a contract type that you're comfortable with set up the story points and and um and user story uh or i'm sorry sprint planning to be at a comfortable way that both parties can agree with and and then just iterate on that just like you're iterating on the on the products or capabilities that you're delivering uh over time you'll learn what's working what's not working and you just have to continue to make constant improvement as long as both parties are aligned with delivering value to the end users so there you have it. Uh, those are some of the common mistakes I see in agile development, agile contracting, and, and some ways to think about how to deal with those. I hope this was helpful. If it was, uh, give me a thumbs up. Remember to subscribe. And until next week, cheers.